Games Nerds, this is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me as always is our Mr. Producer, Will Polk. How are you doing tonight, Will? I am doing very well, Sarah. It's all <laughs> wrinkle in time today. For all the folks who are on the fence about it, I will have to say I was initially on the fence, but I, I watched it, and by the end of it, I was, I was all in. It was a really, really good movie. I um, just would like for the listeners to understand that his wife read the book, Beloved Fan, and went to see the movie with him. Therefore, pretty sure he has to say nice things about it. <laughs> no. I'm just saying, I've yeah. connected the dots, Will. You connected the dots. No, no connection to dots there, Sarah. It was true. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I went in, like, even during it, I was like, there were a few moments where at the beginning where I was like, mm, I'm not sure about this, but... Uh, yeah, it it, it 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 was good. It was good. All right. Well, I, I still stand by what I said, but that's you nice. Can, you can stand by it. <laughs> um, and joining us also tonight, we have another Team Flash fan club member. I still need to get membership to that club. Tonight, we have another Team Flash fan club member, Polly Major. Welcome. Thank you. Before we get started, um. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Polly? I mean, you're obviously an avid Flash viewer, or else Will wouldn't have invited you on the show. Favoritism, by the way. But tell us about what else is in your current TV rotation. Um, I watch Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow. I have uh, taken up again, um, Taken, and... Lethal Weapon series, which I wasn't quite sure how that was going to play out, but I really have enjoyed it. And started watching The X-Files again from Episode 1, Season 1. Binge, binge watch it as much as I could. <laughs> wow. Have you, so do you watch X-Files right now where you can like merely listen to the dialogue and know instantly what episode is airing? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You're legit. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're legit. Now, oh, here's the next test. Um, when you're in a regular conversation, do you find yourself in your mind mentally like making note of how something they said could be insinuated as a reference to the X Files? Yes. Oh my Unfortunately. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That, I, I, bet. I bow down to you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so I feel like, out of, and I could be wrong about this, but out of all the shows you listed, I got a sense that you're um, very loyal to the Fox network. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you figured that out yet, but I did. Unfortunately, what it is is I can't watch things usually on at real time. And so I am stuck with whatever Hulu or Netflix puts out, and they really love the the Fox Network there on Hulu. You know, they yeah, always, they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. I was so, watching something tonight on Fox, and uh, I think it was the OJ Moss uh, confession. I only made it through like you know, ten minutes of it or so, but yeah, but they were pro. They did a pro gro- promo for nine one one, and I noticed all, all their taglines now it's like seeing on Fox Network and also have the green Hulu uh yeah Chiron on there as well yeah it's Fox and NBC that really love Hulu yeah yes I don't I don't know why but well Disney has um is launching their own platform for streaming soon so they're slowly taking things off the other streaming services and Disney owns like everything else yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 So it's yeah, it's just it's all about competition and being able to be the next the next Netflix. Right. right. But but speaking of real time, let's talk about flash time. Let's do yes. that. Transition yes. of the night. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So flash time, guys. Um, Polly, why don't you tell us about what you thought about Enter Flash Time? I honestly thought it was the best that they have done since the crossover. Um, yeah, it had some faults, but it was all in all 
very good. What did you like about it best? That they were actually using these characters that they have sidelined and, you know, putting kind of smirk before romance, uh, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, we have brilliant characters that have good, solid basis to them. And we put them aside because, you know, romance is more fun. I don't, I'm not quite 100% sure why. Or, or we're trying to force a character like Ralph on into the exactly. story. <laughs> That's yeah. what was missing. <laughs> okay. okay. Sorry, I just had an epiphany. <laughs> <laughs> The whole deal that I didn't understand about Ralph was he's supposed to be like, you know, they're supposed to be protecting him from DeVoe, and he's not in this whole show, you know, and all you get is some smirky remark saying, oh, he's downstairs, and I can't remember who said it, but I'm like, yeah, he should not stay downstairs. doing a very good job watching him. He should stay downstairs, <laughs> by the way. Just, yeah. just saying, just saying. The whole thing, Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Huh? <laughs> wait, wait a second. What is going on here? During the pre-show, we talked about politeness and etiquette during reviews, you guys. That went downhill very quickly, might I add. I am sorry. I am so sorry. For every negative thing you say about Ralph, you have to say one positive thing. <laughs> um, one positive thing about Ralph. Well, he does have a nice costume. Yes. Now he does. Yeah. I totally set you guys up to say, like, he wasn't in this episode. (laughs) Thank you so much. I agree. So, Will, what what about you? I mean, you're very positive about this episode. Yeah, I I have to agree with Polly. It was definitely probably the best episode since the crossover. Probably one of the um, top two episodes of this season. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, what worked about it, you know, we touched on some a little bit. I think the other thing that worked ab- about it was we had some real stakes this time. And I even even during the show, I made a note that this the dev- nuclear device was actually more interesting a villain than Devoe at this point. Um, yes. Because... It, because they've diluted, and we talked about this in last week with Lacey, uh, they've diluted the character villain so much that he, the fangs have been removed from DeVoe. And so this week was just refreshing because even though you had the West Island you know, romance going, right. you, you still, you brought back Cisco. I felt Cisco has been completely sidelined this whole season. And Me for too. once, he is, he is, he was Cisco again. And mm-hmm. Caitlin, Killer Frost, I think they are finally, are starting making their peace with that character. And, um, mer- you know, merging their, whatever they decided to do with how they decided to change her from season three to season four. But, uh, you know, always good to see Jay Garrick back. Always good to see um, uh, Jesse Quick. You know, so they integrated those secondary characters into the story, but in a way that was real to the characters and, and not right. um, sort of some of these sidebars that we've gone, gotten off to this, at certain points this season. So you brought up Caitlin um, mm-hmm. and Killer Frost. Um, yeah. So at the end of the episode... Why is it so startling of a revelation that for the first time Caitlin remembers what Killer Frost said and did? Because they, we've been all over. Well, I'll, I'll let Polly go first. Okay. I don't know if it was directed to me or not, but Polly, you go first. <laughs> okay. Um, the whole thing was like one couldn't remember the other. You know, we had this whole. And, you know, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing going on that I'm not quite sure why they want that route, but they did. Um, I believe that the moment of caring that Killer Frost was finally not selfish and said, make sure you save Cat, you know, it, that 
made a bond between like the mental stasis of what they were going through. And, you know, I'm hoping that this is the precursor of a merger of these two characters into one because I am really tired of the merry round in circles, you know. So maybe it's, you know. So so maybe Killer, Killer Frost's point about when she says, because I thought it was a very poignant moment when Killer Frost tells Barry, um, please save Caitlin. Yes. And maybe that's foreshadowing to something happening to Caitlin, and then we just have Killer Frost moving forward. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, either that or a merger between the two, you know, where they say, you know, it's Caitlin Frost, you know, some fandoms out there have been grabbing at that. But, um, you know, there's no reason why all these other people can be both, you know, superhero and normal person, you know, Barry and the Flash and Cisco and Vibe. Why is Caitlin so divided in who she is? You know, and it would be nice to see that character be a whole character and not two halves. I mean, personally, that's what I think. I mean, I, I, I see the point. I guess I just wonder that part of the reason why they're not doing that is because it matches what is going on with all the other characters that they have. I mean, they've added a whole bunch of metas, and what makes her unique is that dichotomy between her her bad and her good side, the angel and the devil, and it mm-hmm. works together, and she's strong. She's She's intelligent in one area, and she has the power in the other, um, both right. sides of the equation. So I just wonder if that's maybe why they're not moving forward with that or holding that back. That could be. And if that was the reason for it, you know, I'm all for that. I have no problem with, you know, either Killer Frost or Caitlin. It's just I feel like she's there's nothing being done with her. Everything is assumed with both characters, you know. So Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I 100% agree with that. Like they, they haven't done anything with her. And I think right. probably because they're tired of fans saying like, Oh, Caitlin gets a new love interest every single season. And that's her oh, plot line. No, no, no. Or <laughs> <laughs> <of> that plot line. <laughs> oh man. So, okay. What else happened? Uh, okay. Guys, am I just this disengaged, or did we know that Harry's wife died? Like, no, they never. It just was random. But I had that feeling. I mean, go ahead, Will. But yeah, I had a thought about this, and actually, it ties back to actually Earth One Harry or Harrison. And I'm wondering if I don't know if this some foreshadowing or or or. Or just showing how Harrison could have ended up with Her- as Harry, with how Harrison's wife, Harrison Wells, whatever one was, you know, murdered by Fawn. And of course, you know, and before he had a chance to like mourn it, mourn the loss of his wife, uh, you know, Fawn actually, you know, killed him as well, and you know, took his identity. So I'm wondering if you know we, you know, a similar parallel happened with. You know, Harry Harrison on Earth too. If that it was Thawne or somebody else like that that actually did murder his wife, and you know, maybe this is just opening the door into a, a storyline with Harry and maybe Eobard returning because, as we know, during a crossover, Barry let him go. So I wonder if there'll be some kind of parallels with with that, or just showing how basically how Harrison Wells you know reacted. Um, well, you know, to that loss of uh, of his wife on Earth One, they're just playing that out through Harry and Earth Two. <laughs> or I could be like completely off base there. No, it's just it's been a while since we've talked time travel on this show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my mind is like trying to keep up with everything that you're saying, literally. Um. And I'm, I just, I found it so distracting because I was just like, I really want to feel for Harry and Jesse in this situation, but I can't because I'm trying to figure out if Hunter Zolomon like killed Harry's wife and that sparked his, 
his um, desire to like, that's what caused mm-hmm. this whole um, going over to earth one and back and forth and the whole partnership. So I don't well, know. It's just bizarre to me. Well, I mean, maybe that's a good point, Sarah, that you know, maybe Hunter did do that. And that's why his, Harry did have such a strong, like you said, mission to stop the metas and develop the meta device on earth two and, and see, you know, that we were introduced to in season two. Um, to, yeah. to, you know, and, and, and maybe that is something that they will explore further as we, uh, maybe not this season, but maybe in future seasons. Right. But I, I just, if, if that is the case, then <laughs> I don't know what happened in season three to where Harry was completely over his wife's death. <laughs> I don't know why, t- like, they jumped a season to well, make it very important. Well, season three, he was just trying to keep, you know, keep uh, keep Jesse and Wally separate. So that's where all his energies <laughs> went to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I would say that the whole time I was waiting for them to show a flashback and for Harry's wife to be Cecile on Earth 2. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, that would be weird. That's Well, that's my only explanation for what happened last episode with their yeah, weird. I don't quite understand. Uh, I mean. I wouldn't put those two as friends personally, but if what you're saying is true, that would actually make sense. And that I would be like, Oh, you know, I never even thought about it. And then that's not Joe's kid. No, <laughs> I took it too far. I'm going to hold back. <laughs> well, back up. <laughs> you know, we do that sometimes. in the multiverse, anything can happen. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, and then so so the weird girl came back. Yes. And she, so so now are they trying to get us to think that she's a little evil or I don't know. That was a very awkward line to camera that was delivered at the very last moment of the episode. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I had to go through and I actually watched just the episode part where she was in everyone. And honestly, if you look at it, you could actually see a little bit of evil if you use mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. imagination. As she's walking away from Barry at his wedding, it's very slight, but it almost looks like she rolls her eyes, like, oh, my God, I just had to talk to him. And then in the next one where she meets Ralph and Cisco, she kind of gave a little smirk. Now, I thought... You know, oh, you know, I just talked to these people that they don't know who I am type type of smirk, you know. Right. But it, it could have been taken a different way. And then yeah. this last one, I'm like, I don't think she's 100% good. <laughs> but, I mean, I could be wrong. It could have just been, you know, innocent or it could have been to throw you off on who she is. Because, you right. know. I feel very... Know. I feel very played right now with this mystery yeah. girl. Yes. She comes and goes as she pleases Will. Mm-hmm. She says weird things to camera. She does. <laughs> she wants to get to know these people, and yet she's holding so many, so much back. And also, why isn't anybody comparing notes? Hey, I met a random girl in Jitters. Hey, I did too. That's yeah. what I was wondering. Uh, yeah, I met this. Yeah, Barry. It's like I met this girl at the wedding. That was, yeah. Weird. Yeah, that's. <laughs> you think you know it just come up over donuts and coffee one day? It's like, did you guys see that weird girl that was here that one time? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, basically, they spend their lives at even jitters for Star Lab. So surely some someone like notices this little barista who like shows up at random places. Or you know, like you know, there's this girl random that- times. Give me water at my wedding, and she was like way too bubbly, or you know anything. Yeah. I guess not. Way too bubbly. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. You caught my pun. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> oh man. Um, anything else about Flash? So let's tie this Mr. Girl. Do you think it's possibly the girl that Jay is going to go train? Or, it ha- or has been training. Oh, I thought that was a hint that that was Iris. See, on I, Earth 3. 
I I don't think that's Iris, and I I don't think it's Mystery Girl here. I'm not quite sure who it is, but I really hope that they introduce us to her, you know. I'm not sure. Yeah, I thought possibly it could maybe be uh, Jenny Ognots as far as mm-hmm. yeah. uh, if they wanted to introduce her that way. Um, and, of course, the other prevailing theory is, like, somehow it's Dawn, but Alan, but, you know, that, again, involves time travel. So, which Barry right. made it very yeah. clear in this episode. No time travel ever. No time so, travel. Right. so, yeah. And I thought some folks thought, thought some things I actually read out there, people thought it was Jesse, which I'm like, Jesse doesn't need to be trained at this point. I saw like, that, too. I was like, nice. like. Oh, why would you retrain a Flash to be the Flash? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Well, so it's that, a different Earth. True, but I mean the way Jay delivered that line, it was it was it was almost where he found a new speedster who needs to be seasoned, where right. trained, where Jesse is clearly not. I mean, she's been a speedster now for for two years. Yeah, and she's yeah. already been the Flash on another Earth. So okay. Yeah, so I, I think yeah, so I, I was thinking I was thinking maybe somehow it could be Mystery Girl or as as I said, Le- you know, given that the Legion has been introduced on Supergirl and Je- and Jenny Ognox was, is a member of the Legion, maybe that's a, a way they can you know build to tie up the crossover for next year or have uh, even though she's the Alan Barry's granddaughter, uh, you know, maybe some weird quirk in the multiverse space-time continuum she ended up on her free. Well, I mean, Barry's best with it enough that, yeah, yeah, Yeah. anything's possible at this point. Except he couldn't take the moment to mess with it this time around, even though I feel like he had the biggest motive to do it in the (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, out of all, well, I mean, the tidal wave in season one was pretty big, so... But, but I felt like this was on par. It was, but I think it shows the growth of Barry over the last four years. Yeah. Because Earth One, you know, see, you know, young Barry years ago would have done that without a, you know, second thought. But now right. he he's learned from Flashpoint: don't mess with the timeline. Don't mess with the timeline. Right. So, I just I have a sneaky feeling that at the end of the season, it's going to all be about trying to undo with what happened with Flashpoint. Like in a weird way, it's gonna all circle back to that. I don't know why. Well, well, because they really didn't really handle that well at all during season three, and it would be a good way if we're you know that the flashpoint never really did end, and this is sort of a way to like you said undo all that. All right. I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't have anything. The only thing I had else to say about Toy Ross, which. Really, it's not much. It's just uh, glad that, as far as transitions, it's no longer any self-mutilation. But beyond that, yeah, I I think my final um, is that is that I actually found it to be a missed opportunity to do a flash in real time. You know, they're in flash time, but it's in real time, and I just kind of wish that the episode followed that. And so my mind went to Mr. Robot. Season three episode with the real time episode, and I was just like, "Oh, you guys could have done it. You had the right setup and everything." So I couldn't help but think about the technical production and how that was kind of a missed opportunity for them to actually do. Because I was watching, and in that first section, they had eight minutes ago pop up, and that was truly eight minutes. And so I was like, oh, they're going to do this. And then slowly I, I thought figured so out too. that they weren't. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is great. You know, they had that eight minutes ago. It's been eight minutes. This is going to be fantastic. And then those numbers went away. Yeah. And I was sad. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I thought I, I was just, and you know, that usually happens with me where I get really excited. And then when they don't do the thing I think they're going to do, I'm like, ah, oh, but you could have done so much more. But yeah. anyways. <laughs> yeah, me too. All right, guys. So let's go over to Star City where we got more doppelgangers. Not like people from, well, one of them's from Earth too. 
So, Polly, what did you think about this episode of Arrow? I thought it was actually really good. You know, uh, Arrow has really impressed me this season. And it almost seems like every episode is um, a little bit better than the last one. They have really kept the mystery. They've really kept the suspense. They've really kept that, you know, they can't quite capture you know, the bad guy the whole time, but there has been little tiny breakthroughs and that's important. And it's, I was really impressed with it, honestly. Sarah, what do you think about it? Um, I'm kind of mixed. I'm kind of mixed about this episode. I think that um, bringing Roy back made a lot of sense and I liked how it played out and it brought up um, that decision that was made all the way back in season three and the guilt that is still associated with having um, how that all played back, played out. Um, I, I like Richard Dragon. I think he's a good villain. I just couldn't help that he was in a fight scene. One guy I thought had his shirt off. He did not. And so that makes me think, are you really that tough when you're not fighting without your shirt? It is DW, <laughs> you guys. Like, and, you know, like I said, I really, and I'm using a compliment here, Polly, so don't call me out on this, but okay. I like how they brought back Roy. However, I could mm-hmm. not help but notice how I felt like he was out of shape, too. Well, oh, you know, oh. couldn't, couldn't well you know, he's, you know, he's retired. <laughs> I just like I it was it's Colton Haynes and it's really funny because just the other day I was on Twitter and on my timeline there's this like beautiful photograph that Tyler Shields did of him and like no shirt all the abs in the world and all that and I'm just like really that when was that taken because that's not the guy I saw the other night (laughs) I had to stop it and like um go to the internet and make sure it was actually him playing himself again. And I, I felt bad. I'm like, you know, but yes, I, I agree. It was a little bit of a distraction. I did notice he did not fight at all. Mm-hmm. And I, I do believe that being off the show for so long or on the run, you know, um, has kind of made him a little squishy. <laughs> yeah, I th- I think it's he put on some marriage weight, okay? He did yeah, get married. That's happen. <laughs> that happens. <laughs> it does. It's like that honeymoon weight. I was just I was it's very disorienting for me because like I've I've seen him on screen since the Teen Wolf days and he's always been in shape and so I'm just like what? And then the whole Richard Dragon thing and I'm with I I like what you said, Polly. I did feel guilty about it until I'm like, you know what? Men do this to women all the time mm-hmm. who are on they, the camera. So I'm not going to feel bad about it. Jeez, you whatever. You shouldn't feel bad at all. <laughs> exactly. You should not feel bad at all because, yeah, there's, there's, it happens all the time for, for men yeah, to like crit- be critical of women on screen. So, hey, go, go for it. <laughs> so, <laughs> he, he did get soft. <laughs> So, Will, what about you? I mean, we got Laurel coming out to the press yeah. as Laurel. Yeah. So that, <laughs> <laughs> so that part of it, I, I liked it, but I didn't like it. And I liked it in the sense that it was very, they, they have done a very good job of making Black Siren just so much more interesting a character than the original Laurel. But um, I didn't like it in the sense that it, 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 it started getting to, I, I thought it was leaning towards into this redemption arc that we were so worried about with, with this character. Um, but, um, but at the end of the episode, I, I, you know, my fear was uh, misfounded, thankfully, <laughs> but um, uh... a little, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's you know she's really playing both, she's both play- sides. Yeah, yeah. And in each card table. Yeah. So was, yeah, I, yeah. So you know they you know that I'm I'm liking how she is playing both sides. I'm liking how you know, I'm liking the the conflict with Oliver. 
because uh, mm-hmm. he is so he is trying to remind himself at every turn that this is not world, and and especially juxtaposed with him being now married with Felicity, mm-hmm. and and trying to you know be you, you think that they have finally resolved all that those issues, but yeah, it's still it's still kind of hanging around out there. Um, but Wait, what uh, is what uh, is it, you? I mean, just whether, you know, if Oliver still has, like, some candle in his eye for Laurel in some in some measure. I, I, think it, I think it goes back to what was said when they first introduced Black Siren into this, um, into Star City, is that, is that what's there is him trying to save this version of her because he felt, feels like, all the guilt for her death to begin with. Yeah, and so maybe he's like it's more of that. It's more of his own redemption. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, but like I, I enjoyed the episode. Uh, I think the Polly's point. I felt overall season six of Arrow has been very consistent, consistently good. Um, I just there. I just don't want you jumping ships on me, Will. I'm not jumping ships. You I'm... go to Lulliver, I will. No, I'm not. Do not worry. I, I am never going. To, don't worry about that. I am. I am. I am safely on the elicity. Like, I I can distinguish between the comic book and the TV show, so you don't have to worry about yeah. that. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like I, said, I understand it's its own entity, and I'm fine with that. You know, some people really have that problem. Well, no, no, no. He looks like black tire. That's you know. I'm like, but it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you just want to hold their hand and tell them it will be okay. <laughs> oh man, I my biggest like I I've I actually liked how that first few minutes played out, and I thought that was a really smart move. And I like how much of a of a survivalist mentality Black Siren has right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's very calculated what she did, and I thought it was kind of genius and made a lot of sense. I'm surprised that they haven't played that before. Like that's really what I was thinking. I'm like, wow, why is it taking us like season six, episode fifteen, for her to play that card? She could have played it a long time ago. And then the more I think about it, the more ridiculous this all is because when she's out there as Black Siren, she does not have a mask. It is clearly <laughs> Laurel Lance. So I don't know if anybody witnesses her, like, outside of the Arrow team, if she's really that good living in the shadows. But, man, they, they're a police force. I'm sorry, Dinah. It was really bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, well, maybe it's the, it's the sonic vibration or that whatever she does to Canary, the siren cry, it just, you know, it messes with uh, the ability for the folks to, you know, get a good clear, clean look at her. Whatever excuse you want to throw out there, Will. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, however you want to explain that, go right ahead. I Because she has a lot of monologues before she lets that scream out, so. True. <laughs> But it's always yeah, it's always in the shadows. So maybe no, maybe it's the Earth Two vibration. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. 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 Yeah, maybe they can't focus on her. Yeah. Oh yeah. Y- you know, and and this was finally a speedy centric episode. I mean, speaking of fo- focus, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. Um, did you guys like that, or are there reasons why we don't have many speedy centric episodes? Like, what is your take? Either one. Um, I, I was okay. It didn't bother me. It was it was actually good to see Speedy Thea to have something to do other than just like talk to Oliver in the mayor's office about you know whatever latest political crisis is going on in the city. So I was it was it was a nice to your point earlier about callbacks to uh, earlier seasons. It was it was good to 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 see to see that again. I have to agree. I I like seeing her, you know, fighting again. Uh, Not saying that, you know, playing little secretary to your big brother is not exciting, but it's not. 
and I really enjoy, you know, seeing her back at Speedy, and, you know, I really, I really enjoyed it. What about you, sir? I... I love that transition moment that they used when she's in the arrow cave and grabbing the bow and then they transition to her fully decked out and um, on the roof with her arrow. I thought that was great. And more importantly, I just like how this allowed them to be siblings on screen again in a weird way. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like this is the first time we're really seeing them interact this season. Yeah, she's hanging out in the mayor office, but usually that's clouded by whatever's going on with Quentin at the time. So it's not really a Thea Oliver moment so much as a Thea Quentin moment or a Thea and Renee moment. So I finally felt like like that scene between them in the arrow cave was really good. And it seems like we're going to get another one when they return in a few weeks with how they ended this episode with that. The league of assassins is back and they're trying to take out the hair to Raz al Ghul, who was Malcolm Merlin, i.e. her dad and really interesting stuff happening, which means Katrina law is back. She's back. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Did see that? Yeah, saw that a few. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, again, I think this season, as I said earlier, has been very overall consistently uh, a very good, solid season six for for Arrow. Okay, the last thing I wanted to bring up before we jump over to Black Lightning is the the very small but still poignant interactions between Diggle and Oliver in the episode. Like they're they're calling back a lot to how Diggle wants to be the Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. Do you guys ever think that there's a chance Oliver's gonna give up being the Green Arrow? Um, no. No, no, I I don't. I'm sorry, but you know he's gonna have to get used to that face mask because I don't think Oliver is ever going to give up being the Green Arrow. Unless something happens again where he is, you know, brought to light that he is. And so we need somebody to to wear the hood until, you know, that mess is cleared up. I don't really see him giving it over again. Right. Oh. Which which begs the question, then why have this storyline go on at all? Well, I think uh, what I was going to say is I think Dragon is going to force the issue. I mean, I think it is building to that point where he's going to get out of this season again. And, and it's going to stick this time. Uh, so if that were to happen, then yes, then Diggle could um, don, the, don the hood again. Um, but beyond that, uh, I think obviously uh, long term Oliver will will be the arrow. But um, but I, I could I could see a scenario where. Okay, um, Diggle will become where it will dawn the hood again. Yeah, I, it's it's kind of interesting, but they've I, I'm tired of the hey, you be the hood. No, you be the hood. No, you be the hood. No, just, just have one hood, you know? Yeah. Let's just keep it with one person. Right. Oh, okay, so Diggle on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, <laughs> you are the arrow. On Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday, I'll go out on the street. Yeah, as long as Oliver's the hood on Thursdays, we'll be fine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> It'll be all good. Yep. That's the important thing. Sharing is caring. Exactly. (laughs) Man, all right, guys. Let's head over to Black Lightning, who had a very eventful episode. Villains and people are dying, and I still am lost as to what's really going on. Will, can you please explain to me what all happened this episode? Oh, boy. Where do I begin? Well, so... We got the ramifications of what happened last week, which was Jefferson finding out that Anissa is also has become a vigilante, and uh, and how the Pierce family is going through those challenges. Not even not to mention that they still haven't figured out that Jennifer has powers. No, no, so but they, they teased it for they teased, a future one. Right, right. 
Yeah, so you so you have that going on, and then of course you have Gamby is a Lady Eve at their side story, which now looks like we won't fully get to learn about because at the end of the episode she was uh, she was just just off in in a way that I was like, wow, okay, um, I was not see I didn't see that coming so soon. I mean. I, that Tobias was going to, and his team was going to, to rid themselves of her because they were just so worried about, he was worried about uh, other forces, you know, possibly coming to take him out. But I guess, so you had that going on. You had the, you know, whereas the show does, the only metas that we know of so far in the show are uh, the Pierces, and it looks like Tobias is, some kind of enhanced being. I don't know if he's a full meta, but he definitely has some meta qualities. Um, we we had Lala show up and Luanda show up, and you it, it, we went from the meta to the mystical because I mean both these characters were killed pretty early in the show, and you know Lala by Tobias, and then uh, Luanda by Lala's Lala. Yeah, it was just a lot going on in this episode. But again, this this show has been uh, very. It's it's had a very strong first season, just like the Flash did. Polly, how are you liking Black Lightning this season? I cannot watch Black Lightning, so um, I have I did watch the first episode, and I believe that it's a good strong episode and I I mean I really love the character development and everything in it but unfortunately that was the last episode that I was able to watch <laughs> what was it about about I've seen you like talk a little bit on on uh, Twitter about uh, some of the reasons why um, it's it hasn't made it into your lineup can you expand on that some here this evening? Or? Yeah, of course. I have an eight-year-old girl, and her name is Michelle, and she absolutely loves superhero shows. So anytime she hears any kind of theme song or, like, the startup of anything, you know, that sounds like it could be super superhero-ish, she will be right there. And, unfortunately, Black Lightning is not meant for her age. Yeah. And... Um, she loved it. She was sitting there transfixed, and I'm like, oh, oh boy, you know. But, I mean, it's a good message. It's a good, solid show. It's just unfortunately not for her age group, and she is always, always right there. And anytime there's a superhero on TV, she magically appears, and she's so interested in it. So hopefully in a couple of years, you know, we can go back and we can start it from episode two and watch the whole thing. But as for now, that show is out of my lineup. Got it. No, that makes that makes sense. It is kind yeah. of m- more mature. It is. Um, oh, I was just I was saying that, especially with what Lady Eve was doing with the bodies, which so yeah. so she basically is behind the whole resurrection of Lala. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I gather. It is, I mean, she was behind that, but also, you know, when Lala was resurrected, it he had that vision of Lawanda and and what he did to get you know, behind the murder of her her um, son, and then ultimately her, which they were able to capture on video, if you recall. Nope, you lost yeah. me. Yeah, so remember, so Lawanda didn't have a son though. Lawanda had a daughter. Daughter, that's right. But yeah, but she was wasn't she? I didn't think she died. It was she was just in the hotel. That's right. She was in the hotel. Yeah, then, she got yeah, pimped out. She got pimped out, and Lady Eve went. To, Lawanda went to go get her out of that situation because I remember that's right. Jefferson was trying to you know tell her to stay out of it stay in your lane, but of course Lawanda didn't, and then that's when she ended up getting murdered by by Lala and his team. And then yeah. yeah, and then Tobias killed Lala because Tobias made a mess of stuff. Lala made a mess of stuff and he 
was pissed off because it just brought undue attention to the one the hundred one hundred gang for murdering this woman. Yeah, which was caught on which was caught on a cell phone. Yep. 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 See that that's probably why when I finished watching this episode, I'm just like, wait, what is going on? Because so much has happened between episode two and yeah. episode seven. And there's a lot of bodies that are dying and now coming back and being mutilated. And, and there's just, and then there's a family drama, which is light and fluffy. And you're kind of like, it's a good balance there, but I'm just like, I, I'm still trying to follow the storyline here, guys, just stay put. However, I do have to say, I like how, even though as random as it felt to have Lady Eve suddenly taken off the game board, they did it in a way that puts Black Lightning at odds with the police. It does. And suddenly he's not the hero. Yep. Maybe it's because I'm also dealing with a Jessica Jones season two binge that <laughs> that felt so familiar to me. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I've seen this before. Yeah, we've, um, seen, that, we've seen that happen before, but yeah, it's... Uh... It'll they be haven't our... done that on this show, though. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> everything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that was. I was very surprised that they had taken that track so early in the series. To, uh, I mean, they've been they've been toying with it with the detective for you know, but he kind of made peace with it because whenever he needed help with breaking a case or or whatever he and black light lightning had you know became phone buddies where at least you know they would call each other up and you know help each other out but yeah now he's going to go full javert and uh see if he can um you know hunt black lightning down it, it's very batman-esque yeah yeah and it's that same relationship, like, okay, you're on my team. Now I have to hunt you and the back and forth. And, yeah, it it feels um, anytime they bring up that dynamic, it, it reminded me so much of watching Arrow season one, mm-hmm. too, because they did a lot of that between Quentin and Oliver Yeah, on yeah. both sides of it, and even Laurel to a degree. So. And, and maybe that's why we haven't seen so much of it because they know it's a played out trope and there's they're doing so many other things that you don't see on the other shows that you kind of want to bring those in but also not not let them out overshadow some of the originality that's going on. Yeah. So what do you think about Gamby and his turn as a vigilante? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite character. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Gamby. I I didn't really care. I, honestly, this episode, in terms of Gamby, two things stuck out to me, and it had nothing to do with his turn as uh, being a vigilante himself. Um, it had more to do with, and, and I forget where he says this, but at one point he is talking about the ecosystem that him and Lady Eve have created. Mm-hmm. And and I thought that was a very interesting choice of words with an ecosystem. And I'm just like, okay, so he's, he's trying, he's very much like Jefferson um, mm-hmm. or the one we met back in the pilot where they, they know that there is a bad side of town there. They understand that there's a lot of bad stuff happening, but they've established a um, a sense of balance yep. between the good and the bad. Yep. And and now Gamby is feeling threatened because that deal is going out the window, which leads me to the second thing that stood out to me. And I'm not even sure if this is a leap or not, but um, it is said at one point in the show that or Tobias and his sister are talking and Tobias says that he cannot kill Lady Eve because mm-hmm. he has to ask the shadow first, the shadow force first. Mm-hmm. I think Gamby is a member of the shadow force. Oh, that's a good call. I think you're right. And so they're going to, they're going to tease that out. And, and, and he's going to, 
Yeah, it does. Like yeah. with the whole ecosystem. And he knows Lady Eve. Like at one point they were talking about how he taught her what she mm-hmm. knows. Mm-hmm. So it, yep. it it is there's so much more to be mined from that character in terms of the the ecosystem that's been established um, that I don't see him going anywhere soon. I no. still wish he would his voice would change because <laughs> <laughs> it still throws me off every time. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm holding in there. I'm holding strong. <laughs> what, what about you, Will? What did you think about Gamby? So I, 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 that was a good call that you made there. I think with the shadow force, because I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that until you, until you erased it. And, I think he, you know, the balance that he had with Lady Eve has always been, you know, they've been touching on it, touching on it. I think now he is, I think you're right, it does make sense that he is part of the larger crime syndicate or order that has allowed for the 100 to go, you know, to do their thing in Freeland, but... Uh, as long as they stay within their bounds, you know things things will be okay. Not 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 that it makes it right, but you know everybody knows their role basically. Exactly. Um, as far as him being, you know, I, I still I, that relationship with Lynn Jefferson's wife. You know, there's I wonder how much she knows of about Gamby's other life because. You know, there's always been that tension, and I think it was more than just a tension of him being, you know, Jefferson's supplier. You're talking about the sexual tension? Yeah. Yeah, well, there's that. (laughs) (laughs) There was that. But but beyond the sexual tension, uh, if if she is aware of some of his other other dealings um, in, in the city that, um, that she just well, she hasn't told Jefferson or or you know she suspects something but she just doesn't know what 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 it is. Yeah, there is again more to be mined from that relationship because those two characters when they're on screen I almost appreciate it more than when I see Jefferson and Gamby interact. Partly because right now it's such a, a like a oh, I can't trust you anymore mentality between those two at the moment that I find Lynn and Gamby interactions um, much more interesting because mm-hmm. you feel like they're, they're, they're holding back and using very choiced words with one another. We're just like, why? Just a minute. You guys totally hooked up behind Jefferson. <laughs> or, or something. Or, or maybe... We're going to, over the course of the next few seasons, if the Shadow Force stick around, um, maybe Lynn's family has a connection to the Shadow Force, and Gamby is aware about that, and that's like some blackmail that he may use in the future or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's all speculation at this moment. It is. It is. But I think, yeah, but but it is that is a relationship I hope they do explore further as the series progresses. Yeah. Anything else about Black Lightning? No, I, I, it's, uh, you know, we were, we lamented the fact that Lala was uh, off early or earlier in the season. So he's back. So, hey, let's see what happens. And, and now Lady Eve is gone and she may be back and we really don't know what's going I on. Know. I think Lady Eve is like pretty toast. <laughs> pretty toast, but you never know. Okay. You yeah, never know. You never know. At this point, as early as it feels in the season, I am not ruling out anything because there's one thing about this show. They are not afraid to go there. They're and not. I appreciate that so much. Yeah. I just wish that they would slow down a little bit because sometimes I can't keep up. <laughs> <laughs> I just needed to hold down. <laughs> oh, man. The last thing that we want to talk about tonight is the Schmodown. Um, Polly, are you aware about the Schmodown? 
on Kaleidoscope? Unfortunately not. <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> well, maybe we can sell you on it. Um, okay. It is. It's a you. So Collider has a YouTube channel where you can find all of these matches. It's movie trivia. Okay. okay. And they, they, the producers do a very good job of making the movie trivia, taking it up a notch in terms of entertainment because there's a lot of rivalries. There's championship matches. There's, um, there's a five, a five way. There's a three. There's, it's very wrestling. Yeah. It, it captures that spirit. Yeah. Do you like, cool. w, do you like WWE wrestling or any of that kind of stuff? Rick, I'm not all into it, but yeah, I mean, it sounds cool to me. It, it is, and I yeah. mean, it's it is very it's fun. It's it's very easy to follow, um, and and there are weeks where, frankly, for the past few weeks, I haven't been that big on it because they're introducing a lot of new competitors, and it's pretty obvious to me that they don't really understand what they're signing up for and they don't know how to entertain. <laughs> Poor souls. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just, it's sad, but I get it because you do want to have new talent join the league. But this week we got championship week and it was badass. Like yeah. these are some great matches and the title match, first of all, Sam Levine, I don't know why you still have that belt, because <laughs> Rachel clearly knows more, but, you know, she breaks under pressure, and I yeah. I don't I don't know why. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I was, wa- I was watching the schmo, the singles showdown, and, you know, Sam is not a likable character to begin with, and then... <laughs> And so I was just like, I was so hopeful that Rachel was just going to like wipe the floor with them. But it was, you know, but to that point, it was a very engaging match. It was neck and neck throughout. Um, and, and you're right. I mean, she had it, she had the match there for the, for the taking and just, just had a brain freeze and, and it cost her. Yeah. And this isn't the first time that this has happened. Yeah. Like she was finally on a run where you knew she, she was back to being when she was first introduced into this league and now she's there's a lot of self-doubt and mm-hmm. I really hope she overcomes that and I'm really happy because they finally announced this week that her and Clark Wolf are joining up for the team's division um, and be, will be the Shire Wolves uh, <laughs> like it I like it Lord of the Rings meets Game of Thrones. Thrones. Yes. Very nice. Yes. Um, so I, and I think that they can do very well together because Clark Wolf knows her movie of trivia too. But, you know, we need some new blood in the team's division because my, oh God. Okay. Yeah. This is the third time that these two teams have met. And, okay, you have top 10 and you have the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Patriots win every single time. This is their ninth win in a row. Yep. They have not lost in a year. Yep. And every single time it comes down to top 10 versus Patriots and top 10 always finds a way to screw it up. Yes. And this is the biggest screw up I've ever seen. John freaking Roca. This is why I don't like you sometimes is because <laughs> you knew the answer and you stupidly scribbled it down to where nobody could read it and then you're going to complain like well i knew the answer well yeah but the rule clearly says you have to write it down you've been there before follow the rules act like you've been there yeah do what you're supposed to do when you've been there and you did three times and you didn't (laughs) (laughs) and you didn't and Jeff Jeff Snyder is a genius because he's sitting there watching this play out and he's like, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to manipulate this situation to my advantage. And so I'm going to throw out there that we should get a re-spin on the wheel to change the categories. Yes. I was going to say, they, they, have, they lived up to the name Patriots in so many ways. <laughs> uh, 
just like the football counterparts, uh, the New England Patriots, years ago in 2002 with the, the crazy tuck rule and got a second chance. Mm-hmm. And this will ha- and they manipulated the rules again tonight on the showdown. Yeah. Yeah, he, he planted a seed, and I have no idea how Christian Harloff knew, like, didn't realize that he was being manipulated and and was like, yeah, sure, we're just going to call it and not give top 10 the points and have a respin, which ultimately ended up in them missing out on any points and being negative three. Mm-hmm. And the Patriots got the three points, and it's like it's like all the steam yeah, got they were, immediately sucked out of the they room. Were, they were totally <laughs> deflated. They're like, okay, just just leave the stage now, because yeah. they, they, I mean, they they completely surrendered. I mean, they they were just so, so defeated from that point forward. And uh, yeah. it was a deflate gate in yeah. the showdown. It was. It was ridiculous, <laughs> and and but a part of me. I'm at the point, Will, where I don't, I hope, I don't want them to get a rematch. I frankly don't because no. I'm tired of seeing these two teams go at it. Yeah. And it's, it's getting old. Like the only reason why we're talking about it is because of the decision and not necessarily because of the rivalry. Yeah. The match itself, I mean, up to that point was, I mean, it was, it had a good clip, but yeah, you're right. It was, uh, yeah, they, they, yeah. New blood needs to, to to be in that in the finals if the Patriots make it again. Somebody else, you're not going to be able to get past this moment with the, with these these two teams. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting because this week they're going to have their live show, and mm-hmm. JTE from the Patriots will be facing off against John Roca in a singles match. Oh, <laughs> mark bookmark bookmark it, y'all bookmark it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't. We'll be sure. We'll be sure to tweet that the that out from our from our show page. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the yeah. Somebody's gonna die. Well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, when I was watching the uh, when I was watching everything go down, I was I was waiting for some WWES kind of like you know jumping across the desk and like joke body slamming action there. <laughs> it, got, it, it, it got pretty tense. Legit tense. Well, it legit tense. It wasn't like acting either. It was I, I was fearful for people's safety. <laughs> I, I mean, you you know that they did not include the full discussion about the decision that was yeah. made because they they cut um, to the placeholder. Mm-hmm. I just wish when they had returned, there would have been a little clock in the corner that told the viewers how much time had passed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You knew, like, Christian even said, like, we've been going at it for hours now. And I'm just yeah. like, I just want to know really how long, because you could see on top 10, like, they had been put in a corner where they couldn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just get it on. I want to get out of here. Yep, pretty much. Oh, man, but it was it was good. And again, yeah. like I said, it's just a reminder that when this this whole format and this whole um project really works well when you have the right um team dynamics, the right singles competitors going at it. So as much as I like the new faces, I I hope that we get more of these types of matches that are pretty well rounded um moving forward. And I think the new blood should be reserved for the Patreon matches. Just yeah. my my fault. Yeah. But I am there with you. So, Polly, did we did we convince you to watch the showdown? This sounds really interesting to me. <laughs> I'm gonna have to check this out. Collider video. Um, it's there's a feed and it's a lot of fun. And um, you the show has evolved so much. Like if you watch um, some of the first seasons way back in I think 20. Um, 15 the rules have changed the formats change and they've just added and it's grown and it's great it's a lot of fun yeah um well thank you so much Polly, for listening us to rant about two things that you don't watch and two things that you do Uh (laughs) oh why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you um you can find me on twitter at 
underscore Mature, which is M-A-C-H-O-R dot com. And hopefully soon you can find my books and series on a website called Chanel, and that is also available on Twitter. Man, I feel so lame now just giving my Twitter handle. (laughs) 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 But that's very cool. Uh, cool. Will, where can they find you? Yes, you can find me at Will M. Polk. That's W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. And you can find me on Twitter at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Cena Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, but most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on both iTunes and SoundCloud. And you can also find us on iHeartRadio. Good night. Geek out. You're welcome. <laughs>